Welcome everybody to Monday Night Live. Uh, my name is Derek Arden and today I've got the BBC producer Esther Stanhope with me. And we're going to talk about introverts and extroverts because this is a very interesting subject which is under underestimated. People don't spend enough time on uh, personalities but then if you are an introvert or you are an extrovert what can you do about it because there are all sorts of actions you can take and you can also use those labels as we might call them to your advantage. So uh, let me introduce uh, Esther, who we've known before. Esther spent 10 years at the BBC producing uh, particularly radio programmes for Vanessa Phelps and lots of other people, interviewing lots of very, very interesting people. She's got a lot of stories that she can share with us, but uh, welcome Esther, thanks for coming back and joining us once again. And I'm gonna hand over to you and I think I'm gonna be your co-pilot, your assistant today, is that right? Yes, Derek, you are going to be my glamorous assistant and everyone is going to join in today because, as you know, Derek, I do like to keep the show on the road. I like to keep it interactive. So we will be having a, a little breakout session with, with only about three people in each room, but just to kind of change it up a bit, have a bit of networking at the same time. So I know, Will, you will enjoy that, that section uh, immensely. So, yes, Derek, today... Uh, my, this is what I've, I've discovered, okay? And shoot me down if you don't agree. I, I'm happy for you to, to disagree with me. But in my experience, and I have spoken to many hundreds, if not thousands of people one-to-one -one about speaking and public speaking. And in my experience as an extreme extrovert, I have found that extroverts are quite bad at public speaking. And this is why I've come to that conclusion whenever I speak to my clients, it tends to be, and I'd love to, to get your opinion on this, what we're going to be discussing later. People that seem to be really confident and they chat and they're out there and they've got bubbly personalities and they're really good with clients and really good at um, winging it and, and off the cuff. They love the Q&A. Those sorts of people, the life and the soul of the party, tend to be chosen to do the presentations and the pitches, but the sort of person, the kind of people that are kind of big personalities and chatter types, quite often when they have to do something a bit formal, are not very good at it. Now, I'd love your opinion on it, but before we, before we dive into this topic, I want to ask you, are you introvert or extrovert? And how good are you at public speaking, but not just the public speaking piece, are you better at formal presentations or do you prefer the Q&A because you like off the cuff, conversational, no script? So the, my question to you is on a, and we're going to launch a poll in a moment. So on a spectrum, um, if, intro, if an introvert is one out of 10 and an extrovert is 10 out of 10, and I know that the, the general population, there's probably about 35% introverts in the general population. Now, but think about you and you can't be, both you can't say oh well I'm introvert then but I'm extrovert then you're you're you you tend to be you're given your personality type but the way that you handle certain situations is that you can get an, an introvert that can come to life on stage so if introversion is one out of ten so my husband will probably be three an extrovert is ten so I would probably be eight and a half out of ten what do you think you are no, and Esther, put your little you are ten. Sorry, we're not having any of that eight and a half. I don't think you're an eight and a half at all. And you can use the chat function today, folks. Chat function if you want to ask questions, if you want to comment, if you want to say, hang on a minute, I'm an amnivert. 
I'm an amnivert. You can be an ambidextrovert if you want. You can be an amnivert, which isn't exactly in between. So, but the, while you're voting, let me just explain how an easy way to identify an introvert and an extrovert. So, how do you get your energy? Do you get your energy by going in a room on your own and charging up your batteries with a cup of tea <sighs> away from people? Do you get your energy from, from getting away from people and sitting with a cup of tea on your own or reading a book? Or do you get your energy from going out, chatting, chat, 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 chat. Oh, you know, so you have a break and you could immediately on your phone talking because you need to get your energy from people. Where do you get your energy from? So let's have a little look. So Derek, let's, should we share our polling results? We yeah, have- I'm gonna end the poll. And so everybody should be able to see the results there. And it, we're pretty spread actually. We got That's good. We've got a bit of a mixed bag there. Yeah. A bit of a mixed bag because, and that would actually kind of go with the general population of 35% introvert almost. What is that? 17% left, 17, 20. Yeah, 25% of five and under. And then the rest of us are- extrovert so seven so most of us are a little bit extrovert okay so i am think about what why what a number you gave yourself we'll be going back to that in our in our breakout sessions yes, so i just wanted to point. tell you so you you share in. the results what's that just jump in for one moment out yes go our, yes please out of our three american friends can't decide whether they're a three or a four so they just have to be a little bit awkward over there over the pond and they're three and a half oh well, that's all right well then one put three one put four share it out <laughs> <laughs> well as we haven't got many threes i quite like some more threes in there so go on give yourself a three so my husband's probably um a three and I didn't really know about introverts and extroverts and, 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 and some of my therapy coachy friends think that if you talk about Myers-Briggs, it's a bit, you know, oh, no, 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 we don't do Myers-Briggs. It doesn't really, doesn't really show your true personality. But I have found it really useful when I've been helping people with speaking. And I found it really useful when I discovered why I struggled with public speaking. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just doing this to plug my book, right? But my book, Goodbye Glossophobia, Banish Your Fear of Public Speaking. Okay, I am plugging my book. It's called Goodbye Glossophobia, Banish Your Fear of Public Speaking. And it's all about why I sweated at the beginning. I used to lose my lines. I used to shake. I was not comfortable in front of an audience. And yet people thought I was the most outgoing, confident, um, chatty person. I'd be perfect in front of an audience. And it was the exact opposite. What I found was that people that weren't extrovert were really good at presentations and standing in front of an audience. And I couldn't figure out why. Now, Derek, I think you need to unshare the poll now. Oh, is it still up there? Yes, yeah, I, had... I can't get rid of it. It keeps coming up on my screen. Is it gone? Is it gone? Thumbs up if the poll's gone. Good. It, it's so, gone. I'll just give you one, one example of how my, when I was first told off, I've been told off over the years. And sometimes even Will Kintish tells me off for talking too much. <laughs> I can't believe that, Esther. I find that really hard to believe. And I talk too fast. Okay, so slow down slow down so i have been told off over the years for being extrovert or being chatty so one of the first times i got told off for being too chatty and extrovert was i was in a meeting with the ministry of sound many years ago when i worked for a youth channel tv channel my boss at the time i'm now married to him but at the time he was my boss adam is quite an introvert 
So in a meeting, he's the sort of person that will sit, think, craft a really intelligent answer, and then answer. <laughs> and I'm clearly not that type of person. I'm the sort of person that doesn't think, talks, and gets really excited and enthusiastic and passionate. And um, we had this meeting with the Ministry of Sound because we had to make this programme for Channel 4. And, and the guy from the Ministry of Sound, Mark Riddell, was really excited to work with us. And so I got so excited that I was saying, what about this and this idea and that idea? We've got these DJs and we're going to film them. And after the meeting, I came out and I was full of joy and buzzing. And I said, that was so brilliant. You know, they want to make this programme with us. I'm so excited. And he went, you spoke over him. How could you speak over Mark Riddell? What about your, you've got, you know, he's, you weren't dignified, you know, and he told me off for speaking. He said, remember, big ears, little mouth, big ears, little mouth. So I got told off and chastised. And it got me thinking about when I was a child, my grandma was an introvert, but I didn't know what introvert and extrovert was then. And I've got a very funny picture I want to share with you because my grandma, like the queen, like Elizabeth, she was the same personality type as the queen. My grandma was dignified. She would not speak unless she thought about it first. She did not overshare. She did not give away too many personal details. In fact, she didn't give away any personal details at all, just like the queen. Oh no, we will remain silent. We will remain dignified. And I have to show you a picture I'm going to share my screen for a second. I'm just going to show you my PowerPoint, which I haven't got on slideshow. I'll put it on slideshow quickly. Um, the queen is on the left. My grandma is on the right. That is my grandma. But my grandma died in, in 2011. She was actually eight years younger than the queen. But that's my grandma age 60. And I think the queen there is about 65. So my grandma looked exactly like the queen. I'll just quickly show you. So my grandma there on the left, holding my mother, who was born in Egypt, and that's the queen on the right. And there's my grandma on the left, that's my mum looking up at, at her sister, my grandma on the left, and that's my, gra my grandma's car. She was the first person in her street to own a car. And it was, I think, if you can identify the car, you get a point. Was it a, a Morris 8? Who knows if that was a Morris 8? Hands I up. It, I think it was a Morris. I think um, Will Kinch has still got one of those, actually. <laughs> my grandma, and that was in the 1950s. It would have been the 50s because my mum was born in 38. No, so it was the late 40s. The late 40s, my grandma had a Morris 8. And she she was the only person in the street, not the only, not the first, not only the first person, I mean, not only the first woman, the first person in the street. And the neighbours would come and sit and eat their sandwiches in it. But the point about my grandma is that she was an introvert. So I was often chastised and told off for speaking too much. So I couldn't understand why I didn't have the confidence to speak in front of an audience. So I would love to know from you, are you an introvert? And do you find speaking quite easy or pleasurable? You enjoy the spotlight. Or are you more of an extrovert and you don't like the formal bit, bit piece of the speaking, but you love the Q&A and you like making it up? So my question to you is, are you a wing it wonder type, like more like Boris Johnson, who doesn't like to prep, but he's like gregarious and he likes the Q&A and he'll like bat off any question. 
and not he's not always the best at speaking but he's pretty confident in that area or are you more of a planarina like Theresa May who likes to have everything um scripted and she likes to prepare but she does come alive sometimes when she's speaking so I'd like to know if you're introvert and extrovert and what type of speaking you like and and I would love your tips uh, if you you can identify what I need you know I, I mean obviously I figured out how to do it now how to stand in front of an audience I'd love to know from you so introvert or extrovert and what are you really good at when it comes to speaking or what don't you like when it comes to speaking and meetings so we are now going to discuss this topic are you introvert extrovert what kind of speaking do you like best how do you like to use your scripts and we're going to put you into breakout rooms and Derek is going to open the break or a drill in the background <laughs> you may unmute yourself so um so hands up if you've hands up if you um discovered an introvert in your room <laughs> good okay let's go with okay mark hello mark quigley thank you for the message thank you daryl i'll talk to you in a moment mark what did you find are you introvert or extrovert i'm extrovert yes and you had an introvert in your room we did uh we had tim and we had ava both who scored three out of ten oh interesting and what did you discover in terms of your style well, I think the, the more interesting thing for me was just different people's different perception and and the way in which they um, sort of conducted themselves, particularly speaking in um, open forums. You know, Tim knows that he is a very good speaker, but- Absolutely. He, he, Let's give him a round of applause. He's, he's speaking tonight, Tim Durkin. <laughs> but we, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> and, and when he goes on stage, he- uh, obviously gives this impression that he is an extrovert and that's what a lot of people will take from the audience yeah. but deep down he knows that he's uh, introverted so so that, that was it the thing is i mean i want to just put a quick a quick health warning on these terms here there's nothing wrong with an intro with being an extreme introvert and there's nothing wrong with being an extreme extrovert it's just types and i never realized that until quite until it was too late no not too late luckily but my my mother never knew anything about Myers-Briggs or personality types. And she's 82 now. And, and, and now when I explained to her what it means being an introvert or an extrovert, she's suddenly seen the light. Cause my mum, I call her a vampire because she likes people so much. She, I said, mum, it's like you suck people's blood. Like there's another person. Oh yeah, 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 let me tell you. Oh yeah, oh, no, what about this, what about that? Rah, 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 rah. And she gets so excited because it's a new person. It's a human being. <laughs> She needs people to give her energy. And yet when she comes across people that aren't like her, sometimes she can find them very aloof and she Hard suddenly work. gets really paranoid. So I, so I think it's really good to know your type. The thing, what I found, okay, so when I've interviewed celebrities, people like, I'm just going to name drop here, folks, but people like John Bon Jovi. Well, I met him in real life. He's so quiet and shy, unbelievably shy. Like, oh yeah, hi there, hi, yeah. Yeah, it's great to meet you. You know, he was so he couldn't give me eye contact. Um, Harry Hill, the, the comedian, you know, the, the funny guy with the big glasses and the collars. He was really shy, so shy. And oh. I think Harry Hill liked me when I was working in production because I'm like, hi, how's it going? And he's like completely silent. He can't speak. He's, so, he's choked up and he's got social anxiety, I think. Um, so luckily, you know, I can just fill in the gaps. I think that's why my husband married me. <laughs> He's like, I don't really, I, I don't want to fill in the gaps. You can fill in the gaps. 
But um, but what I've discovered is a lot of these introverts, um, people like I think Madonna's an extreme introvert as well. You know, put an introvert on stage, uninterrupted. You give an introvert the spotlight. They like being able to communicate, and people are listening, and and it doesn't freak it doesn't freak you out that there's not two way conversation. Whereas for me, being an extrovert, when I first stood in front of us on a stage, when it went silent and people were looking at me, I could not handle the lack of two way conversation. And my central nervous system freaked out and I got fight, fight, flight or freeze. And, I, and it was almost as if <gasps> everyone hates me. I can't you know, this is I'm failing. This is terrible because I didn't have that two way conversation. What I didn't realize at the time was that there's a technique for that. So what else have we discovered? Um, Tim, you're nodding your head there. Do, do you agree that introverts make better public speakers sometimes? Well, yes, and, and I actually once saw a, uh, a survey done of the National Speakers Association here in the States where ah. almost 60% of the speakers were introverts. Yeah. And I could name names of people that I know that a lot of people think are extroverts, but I know for a fact are introverts. And because we all head up in the elevators at convention uh, to get to the room, to get away from the energy mm -hmm. um, yeah. and to, to relax. We, we just can't stand it all day. You can't stand We'd rather people like have a me. Root canal <laughs> like than... me and my mom together. We're like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. Um, I, actually, that's really interesting, Tim, because I spoke to a TEDx curator recently, Liu Bachelor, who she she sets up she sets up TEDx talks, and she's done a TEDx herself, and she she coaches people with their TEDx talks, and she said all the people that she's coached in the last couple of years, if she thinks about all the people, she actually counted in front of me. She went, yeah, it was seventy percent introvert, people that want to craft and think and shape and consider and then come back to it and then practice and think about it a bit more and craft and shape. I am so envious. I want to be more like that. So I have to really, really actively give myself the time to do that. Personally, I find working with somebody helps. Godfrey. I'm going to throw a, a little pebble in the pond here. Oh, go on. Can't you be both? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the spectrum, you, you, you've got your, am, your amnivert. I think we've, we've discovered that Derek is an amnivert. Of course, you, you could be a bit of both. I mean, in the world of sales, if you're a sales, if you're specialised in sales, Derek, you'll probably know this. You actually, you know, on your, if when they do your Myers-Briggs personality profile, they like to see a bit of both. They like to see people that are more in the middle because if you can adapt and you, you're not extreme, because it's all about spectrums, isn't it? There's, there's, you know, the, the, this is the spectrum and you might be more that way or more that way. Um, doesn't mean you're wrong. It just means that that's, that's where you are. But I think a lot of people are in the middle and it would be, it is good to be in the middle because you can be a little bit thoughtful, but then when you want to be gregarious, you can be, you know, you can, you can chit chat, do a bit of Q and A. So I'm going to ask a question to the audience now, because I, because I've, I've discovered this introvert and, and I'm, and again, I am, totally in awe of introverts particularly in TED talks I think oh, gosh I just I just could only dream of being that considered um so I'm going to ask you now so if you're an introvert put your hand up if you are an introvert in this group right and put your hand up if you think you find public speaking actually pretty easy like you enjoy it you enjoy public speaking yeah 
because I want to because I've worked out Derek I've worked out good I thank you very much because my because I think if you're an introvert you can actually it's the formal considered piece that works well now if you're an extrovert put your hands up if you're an extrovert I'm clearly a, an extreme extrovert okay if you're an extrovert keep your hand up if you prefer the Q&A to the to the formal speech do you prefer a Q&A style yeah, maybe yeah. Amy's like, yeah, yeah. Nancy, Nancy, you you talk me through your preferences. Where are you are you introvert or extrovert? Or I'm extrovert? an extrovert. I'm definitely an extrovert. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I do with my speaking, and even if it's a, a good sized group, is I ask the group questions and get engagement because I like to hear. I like to create engagement in some way. And if it's a huge group and you can't have engagement, I pose questions to the audience, and uh, you know. So that it's like getting that sort of um, well engagement with them. Yeah, like a conversation, and and that's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, sometimes... that's what that's what resonated with me about the Q and A. But I try yeah. to do that all the way through my presentation. So, so do I. Um, you know, it it to me it makes it more interesting. That's what I would want to listen to. Now there's a you know those all you know all these practice people here in this group would say. Oh, shouldn't you also be thinking about what your audience wants? And absolutely, you should. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course, you think about what your audience wants, but the audience wants you to be good. The audience wants you to be good at creating content. And as a yeah. producer, um, it, you know, you need to get that that content and you need to squeeze the audience for every bit of storytelling that you can get. Um, now, I love this Chris Barker about Madonna. You, you said that you can identify with that. Where's Chris Barker? You said you said in the chat. Chris, hi. What, well, why does that resonate with you, the Madonna? Yeah, my daughter, she's really shy. Really. She's sung on all sorts of stages around the southwest of England. There's not a quiver in her voice, you know. Oh, now, Chris, I'm afraid How there is a quiver in your voice. She's very quiet Oh, well, you can there tell is. me. Chris, you have got a terrible sound sound there. You sound like, awful, a bit like a dog. Yeah. But you can turn yeah. your mic off. If you could mute yourself, that would be good. But um, thank yeah. you so much for your comment. Please keep commenting in the chat, though, Chris, because on my next, my final question, before I hand back to Derek, my final question is, if you're an introvert, what's your advice to extroverts um, about about you, about what, what we can do to help you. If you're an extrovert, what's your advice to introverts about how they can deal with you? What is your advice? And if, if it's not a piece of advice, it could be a myth. Like what isn't true? For example, the myths of extroverts, the myth. Extrovert doesn't mean confident. It just means that you like chatting and you, you, you maybe it means that you think before you speak it doesn't mean that you've got this massive your 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 bravado you're, that you're bold you're confident and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're rude um and i think that's really good to know it's really really good to know um so please what's your what's your advice and let's have a derek are you watching the chat here i am watching the chat um we've got a little bit coming in um yes and one, one of extroverts stop talking as much and listen more. I was going to say that, Alex. <laughs> that sounds like my other half going big ears, yeah. little mouth. <laughs> and Paul says I'm... a myth 
an introvert doesn't mean you're a loner. No, of course it doesn't. But I do like to sit at the top of the garden and reflect and think things through and write things in my book all the time. And uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's funny. I, I do that too, but I tend to say it out loud. <laughs> but in a way, though, if you if you like to say things out loud, there's nothing wrong with having somebody as a you know saying like sometimes with my introvert husband, I say I'm just going to use you as a sounding board. I'm just going to talk, so don't answer me. <laughs> He's quite happy if I warn him that that it that it's coming. I think the other thing um, for me, uh, the other thing that I find when I'm helping people communicate in meetings and in in scenario management and leadership scenarios, I think quite often introverts don't like being interrupted and extroverts, they blur, blur, blurt out. Extroverts don't even notice if they're interrupted because they're just blurting. Rah, 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 rah. And introverts are like, you know, hang on a minute, I thought about that. You know, this is a valuable contribution and you're just gonna interrupt me. So in a way, so my plea is, please don't think that we're being rude. We don't mean it. <laughs> Who can, who can identify with? Yes, Tim. Uh, I, I, it's in the chat. During our breakout session, Ava had a very good insight on something called, someone called a social introvert. And I wonder if she would share that with the rest of the group. Oh, yes, please. That's really something I'm gonna be thinking about. Yeah. Well, a social introvert is someone who, for the most part, comes across as an extrovert, but they are just really good at communicating with people. I, that's, that's and are you a social it. introvert? <laughs> I think I'm a, a, yes, I am. I think I come across as an extrovert. I, if people would have to guess which one I am, they would guess I'm an extrovert. But, uh, but, but here's my advice to extroverts. Yes. I think, I think you are awesome. I love when there is at least one extrovert in the bunch because the uncomfortable silences are so mitigated by an extrovert. So please <laughs> do what you do and, and allow that extrovertness out there. Don't censor it too much. That's what makes life interesting. Well, funnily enough, um, a lot of my friends at college and um, my daughter's an extreme introvert and my son's an extreme extrovert. A lot of my friends at college were introvert because for some reason, maybe because they don't talk too much. And I maybe I feel like, oh, they're not really talking much. So, you know, I have to bring them in, have to bring them into the conversation. So I'm there asking them questions. <laughs> they're probably thinking, oh, no, you know, she's asking me all these questions. But I would always I, I always find it. I always think everybody's got interesting, you know, whether you're introvert, extrovert, whatever, wherever you're from, I know that you've got an interesting story and you've got interesting contributions to the conversation. So I would always kind of like find, try and find out more um, about the, the people in, in the group. And then I suddenly realize I'm the only person that talks to some of these people. Cause they, you know, if you're shy and you don't really talk to that many people, you have to wait for somebody like me to come along and, Oh, so tell me about that. What about this? Um, but um, I suppose my my um, advice to introverts when it comes to communication and speaking in a in a business context or in a in a speech context, you know, and particularly in this virtual world, this is a really good opportunity because actually working virtually like this, you really can get your voice heard because you can't. There is a bit more control. Do you find that? So um, hands up if hands up if you think that that you've this is actually quite a good opportunity for all personality types 
because you can control this environment a lot more. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's the case, Esther, but of course some introverts will turn their camera off pretty quick, won't they? Yeah. I would have thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, saying, so my I'm not saying that Peter and Grace are introverts because we know they've got to dodgy broadband, but uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole uh, that's a whole other personality defect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for for sharing today. Thank you for doing the breakout rooms. Thank you Derek for having me. Um really really enjoy. I always enjoy being with you. And, and spending time with you. Thank you so much. It's so great to be with this well, Esther, you're wonderful an company. Well, you're an inspiration to all of us. Your energy is, as I said in my briefing this morning, your energy is contagious, which is great because we always need a boost of energy. A um, couple of questions for you. Number one, are you tired at the end of the day after giving all the energy away? That's question one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I even do my... 21 breaths in between <laughs> i do my eight minutes Brilliant. count your breaths you wouldn't question believe it i do two, do it yeah question number two is how much preparation did you have to do for a bbc program because i'm a great preparer and if i was doing a radio program i've probably been preparing all night for it Okay, so having been in broadcasting for many years i mean 20 years altogether at least and, and 10 years at the bbc Look, when it comes to broadcasting, and that's why I was sharing with Derek earlier, it's not so much about the one programme. It's actually, for me, it's about efficiency. And it's like with any, any job, really, the first time you do it, you make all the mistakes, it goes wrong, you spend ages writing a script and rethinking it and reinventing the wheel. The, the, the trick with broadcasting, because broadcasting, particularly live broadcasting, it's a hungry beast and it needs to be fed every day and you have to come up with stuff all the time. It's like this flow, it never goes away. People are ringing you up. We're doing it when you're going live again at six o'clock in the morning, again, the next morning, six o'clock in the morning, you're getting there at four in the morning. You can't reinvent the wheel every day. So, and, and so I like to think that I'm pretty good at being efficient with content and it's about what can you come up with? Like, so a format that you can come up with so what you find is that you're plugging in the gaps. You don't have to rethink everything all the time. So which is why when I was saying to Derek before about, you know, when you're doing a regular show, it's all about the way you get the audience involved, the way you ask the question. So, it's, so you don't have to spend loads of time researching a new subject all the time. You've got the guest, you kind of know, if you ask them a few really good key questions, you know it's going to fly. And you've got to trust yourself that you can be a little bit creative and improv improvise on the back of the answers but you don't you don't not prepare but you just know that the format is gonna is gonna be good the format holds it holds you keeps you in the right direction yeah i mean esther's been giving me some uh, coaching on that which is quite interesting and i feel quite uncomfortable with some of it esther uh, i thought about it afterwards it probably didn't fit quite with me which is um, which is interesting just a couple of things in the uh, chat box um Ava asks if I'm an introvert or an extrovert. You've got a special word for me, actually, haven't you? Uh, I called you an, om an omnidextri ambidextrovert. <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually looked really. it up today and it, they do actually say amnivert. I don't know if that's an actual word, yeah. but they say amnivert. But I, I called him an ambidextrovert. Too hacked. I, um, I think having spent 20 years in relationship management at, uh, at the pretty much the highest level, you had to adapt to the audience. You had mm. to pitch and you had to confidently pitch, but oh boy, did you have to listen carefully and change change your pitch at that point. So um, 
so yeah i think a bit of both but you know i, I don't don't say, don't don't invite me to a party because i'll be doing something else if you uh, <laughs> if you do that and um yeah, these, uh, Paul's put something in about Toastmasters. I'm privileged to be opening the Toastmasters International Conference next uh, Saturday week and that's closing it. So anyone that's... Um, yeah, let's give you a round of applause for that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I won't be getting rich on the uh, fee, which is not <laughs> I'm paying them, I'm not sure. But, uh, let's not get too excited, Esther. But it is on a Saturday. But uh, if anyone uh, can join, that would be great. Ambivert says... Chris Barker. Um, and the last thing to say before I close the meeting, our guest next week is Paul McGee. Those of you who don't know Paul McGee, Paul was a fantastic, yeah, fantastic. speaker, has won uh, nearly all the awards in the uh, Professional Speaking Association. This book I saw in Brisbane Airport uh, when, I was, uh, when I was in Australia. So that shows, uh, uh, and Paul's done lots of coaching and speaking, and SUMO stands for Shut Up and move on, which is a good <laughs> metaphor. Oh, we'd life. get on like a house on fire, Derek. Yeah, stop whinging. So I'm speaking to Paul on on, uh, on Friday, so do join us. And finally, just a round of applause for Esther for taking over from me today in such a great way. Thank you, Esther. And Thank Esther, you. Will, will you stay on for any questions? If you're watching this on YouTube or the Negotiators podcast, please uh, like it and thanks for joining us. And we'll see you on the next edition. Can I quickly get everyone to look at their lens? <laughs>